0: The Betches Brides Podcast, a show for the wedding-obsessed and the brides who are stressed. Because after all,
1: it's only one day of your life. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Betches Brides Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Pellegrino, and today we have a very special guest. He's a returning guest. Welcome to the show, Chris Burns, a.k.a. Fat Carrie Bradshaw.
2: Hello, thank you for having me, Miss Pellegrino.
1: I'm Mrs. That is to you. I am so excited to have you back on, Chris. You're, I mean, literally right after you came on the last time, everybody was like more of him. You are our professional bridesman. You're our professional wedding guest because you attend so many weddings, which we're going to hear all about. And I want you to, I want to hear about all the weddings coming up and that you've had thus far this year. And then we're going to get into some fun emails about uninviting people, about in-laws and their opinions. Love it. About competing weddings. And then some fun games, of course. We're going to do it all today. But before I get into all of that, you guys, I wanted to update you on a great idea I had. Well, it's not actually my idea. Not going to lie. I've got a credit tanks you've probably all heard of her she's a you know influencer content creator she came out with a podcast but she does this thing with her audience where she uses a special emoji on Instagram to basically for you guys to tell for her audience to tell her what kind of topics you guys want to talk about you want her to dive more into on the podcast. So that said, I'm directly copying that idea because sometimes you guys (laughs) will DM me. You guys will DM me and be like, hey, talk about this on the podcast, but it all just gets lost. And I was like, if we had one emoji that we all just used, you can comment it on Instagram posts. Why can't I talk today? You can comment it on Instagram Am I making you
2: nervous, Nicole? (laughs) Like,
1: you honestly like are. Um, You can comment it, you can dm you can dm it on Betches brides dm it on my account dm it wherever let's use an emoji so say i'm talking about vendor tipping and you're like oh my gosh talk about this more on the podcast then you would just respond with this emoji and i realized i was like what should we use should we use an engagement ring should we use a wedding thing i decided no because we're going to use a chili pepper emoji Oh,
2: spicy yeah
1: spicy it signifies spicy and hot top it signifies a hot topic which i always say things on here like ooh that's been a hot topic lately and because i love hot sauce and every basic bitch loves hot sauce oh my god but- nicole
2: the- you have so many reasons for this fucking chili pepper emoji
1: <laughs> exactly exactly so okay so guys basically just dm me with the chili pepper emoji if you see chili sweet- pepper
2: if it's the habanero pepper your message will not be read
1: Are there more than one pepper emojis?
2: I don't think so. (laughs) Just being a bitch.
1: (laughs) All right. So that's that. That'll be our little love language on Insta. So, okay. To the episode. Chris, tell me about your wedding life lately. Not your real life. Your wedding life.
2: I don't have a real life. I only have (laughs) (laughs) a wedding life. Um... Let's see. I mean, it's a pretty light year. I have I had a bachelorette party a couple of weeks ago. I just got back from Florida, but then my cousin's wedding's next weekend. Um my college roommate's wedding is in May, which is like a whole weekend affair, and then um my friend's wedding is in Spain in June. Of yeah, the podcast. We <laughs> I was love- like oh, I forgot he's also been a guest on the podcast, but yes, Mm -hmm. um, Brian's luxurious wedding in Spain is in June,
1: which we cannot wait to see. We'll definitely be having him back on many, many a time. Um, okay. So you said you're going to a bachelorette in Florida or you went?
2: No, I just got back like two weeks ago.
1: Oh, that's where? What part of Florida?
2: Um... It was called like Tarpon Springs, I think. It's outside of Tampa. It's like an hour outside of Tampa.
1: Okay, so I've been noticing a trend. Everybody is doing Florida bachelorettes in random parts of Florida.
2: (laughs) Um, (laughs) Well, like my friend, who's the one that's getting married, has like a family house right on the ocean. Um, So that's why we went there, which was amazing. It was also, I mean, it's a huge house. It slept comfortably like 13 of us. Um
1: perfect.
2: And we saw dolphins right off the dock behind the house. It was the most responsible bachelorette I've ever been to, I'll say that. Was
1: it like was it like bars and restaurants around or did you guys just do like beach house weekend?
2: Um we did we did like a beach day and then we hired like a hibachi guy that came to the house
1: Love and that did idea.
2: hibachi outside. And we like set up mm. the tables and chairs. That was really fun. Um, and then we went to like, they have like a very boardwalky type area and it has a very um, like heavy Greek population and it's all these Greek restaurants. And so we like went to an amazing Greek restaurant and then we went on like a dolphin tour where you could have margaritas and sit on a boat and we saw dolphins on that too. Uh, it was very nice. And then, yeah, I mean, no complaints and I wasn't so hungover that I wanted to die. Just one of the days.
1: Don't you love to hear that. Also, it sounds like a bachelorette where, I mean, you you got to do things, but did you spend that much money? It doesn't sound that expensive. No,
2: it really wasn't. Oh, and then we also did, like, a um, Zoom tarot reading with this woman who is, like, Gwyneth Paltrow's tarot card reader. Um, Wait. And she was amazing, and it wasn't that expensive. Like, each of us, I think, I think it cost, like thirty dollars each for the and she did like a full like three hours and we did like we did like individually like 10 minutes each and um that was cool too
1: wait that's fun i always forget that there's like activities that you can do on bachelorettes other than drinking
2: me too That's (laughs) um but yeah it was really that was nice Like one of the Uh, girls thought of the idea and emailed us. So that was like a surprise for the bride because she is into like tarot and medium and stuff, mediums and stuff like that. So she didn't know it was happening until like right before. But it was, um, yeah, it was really great.
1: And you said you have weddings in May. I do. Do they happen to be May 21st? That's Saturday because I have two weddings that day.
2: (laughs) No, I have one. I think it's May 9th. I want to say something around that. Um, But it's like at a resort in the Adirondacks, which is really uh, beautiful. So I'm excited. I love it. I love a rustic wedding. I live for like a lake house wedding. It's very my vibe. Um, That's going to be gorgeous
1: during that time of year too. It's just going to be like... but okay. then my cousin's
2: wedding is next weekend and it, it that's in New Jersey somewhere.
1: Got you. Chris, I don't know how you physically afford all of this because you're just a wedding guest all the time. So
2: I am yeah, I am that I spend most of my money on other people's wedded bliss. <laughs> But it's fine. I've gotten pretty good at knitting, so that's something that I'm doing for myself.
1: <laughs> Honestly, you should start selling your knitting on Etsy as bridesmaids gifts so you can make the money back to attend other people's weddings. Okay, so fun. Yeah, I mean, it's the wedding boom. We all have weddings coming up, so you guys definitely stay tuned. I actually have a bachelorette next weekend in Fort Lauderdale, which mm. I'm very That's a
2: new hotspot, too.
1: Yeah, well, I thought I like forgot other places outside of Miami existed in Florida, and turns out they do. I have one bachelorette in Fort Lauderdale. That's the one next weekend. Another one later in the year in Desen. I don't know how to say it. That's in Florida. Um, it's a real so hot yeah. spot,
2: Florida these yeah. days. Um, no, I mean I was. I've never been at like the time of year, and it was great.
1: Yeah, like weather wise.
2: I also Um, had just come back from New Orleans like the week before that, not for a wedding, but I know it's a very hot uh, wedding destination. Um, And that weather was great this time of year, too. I've only ever been there in summer, and it's, you know, brutal.
1: If I die before going to a bachelorette party in New Orleans, I will be upset. So you will probably
2: die at a bachelorette party in New Orleans.
1: (laughs) Honestly, probably. That's the only (laughs) that would be the only right way for me to go out of this world.
2: (laughs) Nicole is going to die at a bachelorette party. It's doing what she loved.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's on the tombstone. Okay great times wedding boom Ta- like guys keep keep uh tuning in to the insta and to our instagrams of course cuz you'll see all the behind the scenes we'll make bachelorette guides of all these random florida destinations and yeah it'll be a great time chris yes. shall we get into giving advice to our audience
2: yes we should you know i love giving unsolicited advice well i guess this is <laughs> solicited right they're asking
1: This is solicited, but it might be solicited advice for some unsolicited opinions and advice that you'll see in this. Oh,
2: I'm excited.
1: Okay, so the first email is all about uninviting people to your wedding. They say, hi, Nicole, well, and... Fat Carrie. First of all, obsessed with the pod and thanks so much for all your help with the wedding planning process. I'm a new listener, but I am going back through older eps to get all of those tips and tricks. Ha ha. I've been engaged since January 2021 and will be getting married in July 2022. So, so excited that it's really approaching, but definitely in need of all your help in these coming months. I am reaching out because my fiance and I have both... Have both invited just a couple people who simply have not spoken to, who we simply have not spoken to since save the dates went out, and we would like to uninvite them if possible without being rude. Mine is a former coworker who I thought would be a coworker long term, but she left not long after I sent the save the date. A little backstory: I work at a small office of ten people, so I'm I am inviting my longer term coworkers and past coworkers, and I am close with still the ones I am close with still because it's a tight-knit group. My fiancé invited a former roommate of his who he thought he would remain friends with, but they never stayed in touch well since COVID happened. He also gave him a plus one. Don't worry, we had a discussion about that, LOL. Okay, real quick, just to pause throughout halfway throughout the email. Already, you guys are inviting a lot of of randos.
2: Yeah, I'm trying to keep track so let's keep track here so small office 10 people so she's only inviting the long-term co-workers but we don't know how many that is
1: it sounds like she's if it's only 10 kind of of people all of that and the past ones that she's close with so i'm assuming around that 10 because she's saying you know we're a tight-knit group basically oh, when you okay. when you're in an office Got of it. 10 people if you invite a couple you kind of have to invite all of them i feel like
2: no, I mean I I yes, I guess, but okay, keep going.
1: Yeah. Okay. The she roommate says-
2: definitely should have been invited. I agree with that.
1: Yeah, where's the roommate part?
2: His roommate. Oh, she his said her roommate. fiance's former roommate.
1: Yeah, well, yeah, okay. This is the key part. My fiance would like to just not send them wedding invitations and assume they catch the hint, but that feels awkward and somewhat rude to me because they can still see our wedding website and it might lead to them reaching out to see what's up. My thought was to also just send them invitations and hope they politely decline. I feel like my former coworker is more likely to do that than his former roommate than the fiancé's former roommate. In hindsight, we definitely should have been more selective with our save the dates, but in my defense, I hadn't discovered Betch's Brides yet and I'm the first of my friends to get married. Do you think we should uninvite them and blame COVID even though COVID is improving so much and we are only cutting down a select few people or should we just suck it up and invite them the, the invite, and send the invites and hope that they decline? Would love your thoughts. Sincerely, Awkward, Betch.
2: Okay, so I feel like I have a good solution to this and it's going to show that I'm very manipulative, but it is a good (laughs) idea. (laughs) I say, don't send them invites. If they reach out, then you say, what do you mean you didn't get an invite? I sent them. It must have gotten lost in the mail. You're totally invited. That way, you know that they actually care enough that they're reaching out. Because if I were them, I'd be like, I didn't get an invitation to this. I guess that's my out. I don't have to go to this. Mm Mm-hmm. So I say don't send the invites. And then if they say something, pretend like it got lost in the I mail. Dumb. Honestly. Like what I do when Nicole asks me to get drinks. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off.
1: Honestly, here's the thing. If But you're saying so once you play dumb and once they do, if they do reach out. Like the hope is that they They just say like Oh sweet that's my out I don't have to go But if they do want to actually go And they say Hey got your save the date But didn't happen to get your invite What's up with that You're saying then Then I
2: say Then you say It got lost in the mail Because then also it feels like They care about you enough That they're reaching out to see (laughs) Right? Okay
1: very Yeah Because
2: I'm like People aren't like trying to go to weddings (laughs) You know what I mean?
1: No No like people don't want to be invited um, I mean, they're expensive. A uh, very and also manipulative- like this is
2: your. I guess it, your older coworkers have probably been to a bunch of weddings. Like, th- I'm sure they are happy to not have to spend money on gifts and everything else. So, right. n- nobody ever wants to do things as much as you think people want to do. Is something I've learned.
1: Very true. I mean, here's the thing: your your method is very twisted and manipulative. But mm-hmm. also kind of genius because, <laughs> hey, it could work and work in your benefit. However, I am going to kindly have to disagree. And here's why. Because I my philosophy is don't invite somebody with the hopes that they won't go. Because I've learned the hard way. I've done, I did that. And people will – if they want to go, they will still go. And then, you know, if you don't want somebody at your wedding but you gave them a courtesy invite – Th- hoping they would decline, then I, it could backfire and they could totally. actually decline. And then you're like, well, fuck.
2: Well, that happened. Like, my friend that got married in um, Scotland, like, invited, was like, I'll just invite 200 people because so many people aren't going to come. It's in Scotland. And then, like, 180 people were like, we'll just make a vacation out of it. And she yep. was, like, not expecting that many people to say yes. Yeah. Um, especially
1: with the destination wedding it could either go zero to a hundred real quick people make vacation out of it um i would say i would say you are okay to uninvite them and i would address it because you did send them a save the date i physically did that to a couple people on my own on my own um Wedding invite, I did the same thing. I, you know, I had, I sent, save the dates to a couple people. And then with COVID changes and whatnot, and kind of same thing, we fell out of touch. I was like, I don't need these people at my wedding. We really don't talk. Why, why should I be inviting them? And I think they honestly appreciated me on inviting them because we had grown apart. So two things I'd say, you should text them. What did you say
2: was the reason though, when you texted them?
1: Want me to read the text real quick? Basically, okay. I've read it on the podcast before, so I'll spare you guys. But basically, it was just me being very nice, and I was like, "Love and miss you," but I sugarcoated them. Um, I was like, I I just basically was like, with all the uncertainty in the world, there's been a change of plans for our wedding. We're forced to cut down the guest list. Yeah, and I was like, I think that's a good
2: good way to put it.
1: well, you can also blame it on things like tell a little white lie if yeah, you feel so inclined. You can be
2: honest. <laughs> like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you can't just be like, hey, I feel like we're not close anymore. So, yeah. like, that is for no reason. Like, Say I it- think you, what you said was good.
1: Say capacity limits at your venue. Say COVID protocols that at your venue. Say my stuff aunt like that.
2: wanted. My aunt made a scene because I didn't invite mm-hmm. my cousins, and so I had to invite like my seven cousins I don't talk to or whatever.
1: That's a good idea, honestly. Too yeah, like just things have changed. I I honestly don't think you have to justify that much, even if you don't want to. My thinking is. When you're reaching out to this person, yes, you may feel a little rude. But at the same time, if you're not even that close with them, you're reaching out to them because you don't want them at your wedding. Why do you care that much what they think? Like, even if you are a little direct and rude and don't over justify, then you shouldn't really care because you're not that close with that person.
2: Yeah, I agree.
1: Like, I don't know. So I just think... um, It's a very awkward situation. A way to avoid all of this is using those guest list filters that we've posted on the Betches Brides Instagram before. Just all the things you think about when making your wedding guest list. Think about those things so you can avoid having to uninvite people.
2: Mm. Listen, you heard it from the queen herself, Mrs. (laughs) Pellegrino.
1: Thank you. Thank you. Have
0: you ever felt that fast fashion ick, but can't always afford the super high-end stuff? I have a solution for you. Newly, Newly has everything you need to bring your closet up to speed for the season without breaking the bank. Free your closet of impulse purchases and skip the buyer's remorse by renting instead. So Newly is a subscription clothing rental service for just $98 a month. At $98 a month for any six styles. But right now, you can get $20 off your first month of newly when you sign up with the code BRIDES20. Just go to N U U L Y dot com. That's newly with two Us and enter the code BRIDES20 and sign up to get $20 off your first month. That's nuul ycom Newly with two Us with code Brides20. Newly subscription clothing rental. Change your clothes.
1: All right, next one. Chris, do you want to
2: read? Sure. Okay. Okay, guys. This one, the topic is in-law problems. Love it. Okay. Hi. First, I just want to say thank you for your podcast and for all the great information you share. It definitely makes planning and decision-making a lot easier knowing that you aren't alone. I was hoping to get an outside perspective on my situation with my mother-in-law. I absolutely love and adore my mother-in-law. She is so good to me and has always made me feel welcome and loved and a part of the family from the first moment I met them. I think the relationship I have with her is very important, but also doesn't provide boundaries with wedding planning. Bum, 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 bum. I don't have a relationship with my own mother, so she is basically taking the reins as both mother of the bride and mother of the groom. My sister is my maid of honor and is planning everything, bachelorette and shower with another bridesmaid, my very close friend. My fiancé's younger sister, 23, is also a bridesmaid in my wedding, but is very opinionated. I hate that. For example, I am still trying to figure out dresses, colors, and fabrics, but I have been told, not asked, told... Oh, also to be clear, I'm the one that said I hate that. That was not in the email. (laughs) Not (laughs) asked, (laughs) told several times what what his sister wants to wear by both my mother-in-law and future sister-in-law. Every time that conversation has been brought up, I just brush it off and say I'm not fully decided yet on what I want to do. It feels like in this case, the sister is the top priority in what she wants on my day. My wedding is in 2023, so I have some time to decide. Another topic of conversation that is also at a standstill is regarding my bachelorette party. My mother-in-law wants to attend, which I don't care if she comes. It doesn't bother me. But she wants to invite other family members on her side who are not in the wedding. Don't get me wrong, I love his family, but they don't belong there. I feel if they come, it takes away from the whole point of the weekend, which is to celebrate me getting married, not a family get-together. I also feel guilty feeling this way, wanting it to be about me and what I want. My fiancé and I have budgeted to pay for our wedding entirely on our own, but I know my mother-in-law plans on contributing. But we don't know for sure to what extent, which makes me afraid of the whole, well, I'm paying so I get to say aspect, especially when it comes to a guest list." I do not want kids at our wedding and don't want to have people I don't know there. I personally don't want anyone under 18 at my wedding, which is a problem for my mother-in-law, and we keep butting heads about this. My fiancé is a people pleaser, and I don't want to put him in the middle of a situation, so I'm not sure how to go about all of this. Any insight and advice would be super helpful. Thank you so much for listening. Sincerely, a confused people-pleasing bride. This is a tough situation.
1: This all took up... a whole page of our outline because it is a big one okay i think we should break this down by two parts because it's kind of a two-parter the first part about the sister mainly well okay first of all i'm really glad that she is so close with her mother-in-law because you don't see that every day
2: no but
1: like they have a good relationship yay
2: i'll say this this bride sounds like a very level headed person Like a very level headed bride. She is ready to pay for this wedding on her own accord. So, yeah. I feel like she maybe is doing, you know, a Catholic guilt kind of thing from my perspective of like, I love her so, so, so much, but.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, true. And like I this with the mother-in-law, it's the wedding is always the time we tell people on here to establish that good relationship cuz you are marrying into that family for life. So sometimes the yeah. advice I give on here is like just let the mother-in-law have her way in some situations, but because it'll help you for the long run. But I agree.
2: Especially, like, when you have kids and stuff, you have to think in the future.
1: Yeah, you want a babysitter. Like,
2: you have a built-in babysitter all the time (laughs) with a mother-in-law, and you don't want to not have that.
1: So true. But, I mean, this is really annoying that the sister, the fiancé's younger sister, has all these opinions, and it seems like mother-in-law is just really siding with her, so it's almost like a ganging up on bride situation. It pretty much is that. Yeah. Um
2: I I would say a simple situation or a simple solution to the dress would be either you choose the like you choose the color and the fabric and then let each bridesmaid pick the style. I think that looks beautiful and everybody's more confident and happy because if somebody doesn't want to show their shoulders, they don't have to. And like vice versa.
1: Well that's what I similar to what I was gonna say, I mean you have to think of why this sister-in-law is telling you that she wants to wear certain things because I maybe it's coming out of, like, an insecurity on her end. Like, maybe she doesn't like the way her body yeah, looks. maybe she has tattoos things.
2: that she doesn't want to right. be... Yeah, I just, like, I've seen this, like, issue mm-hmm. in weddings that I've been in. And, yeah, I mean, every wedding I've ever been in, the one where the bridesmaids gets to choose the style and stuff they're happiest because nobody like nobody wants an uncomfortable bridesmaid bridesmaid up the whole the whole time
1: no i like that just be like look well i here's the thing you guys i was thinking bridesmaids would wear this color um or this pattern whatever this mix of patterns here pick your style and pick it can be in any fabric that you feel comfortable in um, yeah. yeah,
2: or even pick the fabric, because, like, you can make any fa- Just tell them, like, they can pick the style, because, mm-hmm. you know, as long as it's not, like, crazy, like velvet. But I do love right. velvet, so maybe go with velvet.
1: For winter. <clears throat> when is she getting married? Yeah, I don't know. But as for mother-in-law, what she's wearing, because she said in here, like, they keep both saying, I... I of of the mindset of like, why do we care what our mother in laws look like in the wedding day? As long as they're not wearing a white wedding dress, like,
2: yeah, you know. No, I mean, I think mother in law definitely can just pick whatever she wants. Yeah, I think yeah. that's that's if I had like if my kid was getting married, and the person that they were marrying was telling me what to wear to their wedding, <laughs> there wouldn't be a wedding. Okay.
1: <laughs> I'd be terrified for for them honestly. Um yeah, so I guess for that part just like try to see it from their sides and try to try to just deal with that annoying stuff. I will say if you are annoyed by the sister and the mother-in-law, we're we're moving on to the second part of this, but I highlighted the last sentence which was that her fiance is a people pleaser and I don't want to put him in the middle of the situation blah blah that that's always my number one tip get your fiance involved why should this be up to you to fight the battles with his family while he gets to go play call of duty on his xbox machine i don't know what like it's his family he should he should be siding with you or he should at least yeah i do
2: like as much as i hate to say this i'm like i'm i don't i'm such uh like don't go against the family kind of family is how I so like yeah it it would be really uncomfortable but I think making a compromise would be best and yeah yeah like I I agree with you though Nicole like sometimes people just have to woman up and fucking. Say what has to be said
1: Exactly Directness uh, Confrontation Is If you're gonna embrace Confrontation at any point It's during your wedding
2: But you don't want That confrontation With the mother-in-law Obviously Yeah So And if it's like The sister There's so many ways To get around things Like the sister-in-law Is like I really wanna wear this dress Then you'd be like Well Charlene Has stretch marks And doesn't wanna wear That dress Don't tell her I'm saying that That's why we can't (laughs) do it (laughs) Blame it on other people It's fine That's true You're the pride
1: I'm all for telling white lies During wedding planning To get around the things
2: Yeah Um, I mean What's the point of hurting People's feelings honestly It's It's not like a Real life thing That it's gonna affect them Years down the road Just A little white lie
1: (laughs) A little white lie Here and there But I'm also a fan of like Being nice but direct Which is The more mature way Yeah of course Like in this situation with the dresses, not to harp on this, but you could just be like, look, mother-in-law and sister-in-law, I really do. I, I promise you I'm doing my best to take into account your opinions and thoughts on the wardrobe when it comes to bridesmaids and what you're wearing. I've always had a vision for my bridesmaids wearing blue and white floral dresses and a mismatched look and blah, blah, blah. Here's what I've had the vision for. Can we come to a compromise where you're wearing what you want, but also within my vision because it's my wedding day? And I think that or like be-
2: yeah, Or give options. Like have three mm-hmm. things that you like and you'd be happy with regardless. And then mm-hmm. they feel like they have a say and you're still happy
1: totally options baby okay so the second part of this one okay the mother-in-law wants to attend the bachelorette party and make it a big family of get together
2: so okay (laughs) it's not (laughs) here's what i know
1: i know when you say okay like that
2: Well, because it's a complicated aunt. Like, I have been to a bachelorette party where my friend's mom came, and it was absolutely amazing. But, like, she, like, well, like, her and her aunt and, like, friend came, and they would, like, go to lunch with us during the day. And then they went, like, it wasn't like they stayed the whole time. But also, like, that's the kind of relationship that my friend has with her family and stuff. But... A bachelorette party is to get down and goddamn dirty. Like, I'm not trying to. I think that you're very in the right to be like, "Mm, I don't want you to see me like that. So, No, I would just be honest and do that or have like a weekend with the wedding party and all these people at like a lake house or something that you want to just do. And then have like a grody bachelorette party. With Mm -hmm. your friends and strippers and whatever else the hell you want to do. Because like what this sounds like is more of an engagement night. An engagement party.
1: Inviting the whole family is turning it into not a bachelorette party. The bachelorette party, exactly like you said. It's friends, down and dirty. No adults over a certain age should be seeing you like that including your future in-laws like no and especially if you're
2: going on like a trip like your mm -hmm. friends probably aren't going to want to share like a big airbnb with your fiance's family
1: hell no i think i'm assuming this is near wherever the in-laws and family live because me too
2: that's why i'm suggesting make it a weekend away so then yeah. Yeah. there's way more of an excuse to be like, okay, well, guess what, mother-in-law? You're going to have to bunk up with Suzanne and Meredith and Whitney in one queen-size bed.
1: <laughs> I just pictured a mom having to sleep in the queen-size bed with two, three girls named Suzanne, <laughs> Meredith, and Whitney. Um, no, so yeah, definitely book it on the other side of the freaking country so that you can get away. But I would say... Definitely, I mean, be like, look, I hear you. You want to still celebrate, like, maybe a girl's thing with the family members and you and me. Why don't we plan a little weekend at home to do or, you know, a dinner or something like that? That's like, but I'm keep, like, with all due respect, I'm going to keep my bachelorette party to my friends. This is another one where you can play the blame game. Be like, Whitney's planning it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, you could, that's true. You
2: could. That's that. a good idea. Then
1: she'll go to Whitney.
2: Yeah, but then Whitney can be like, "Yeah, okay, we have a stripper coming at eight. We have, uh, like, put it on the friend who doesn't care about that kind of thing." Honestly,
1: Um, yes. Make Whitney be like the savage, like crazy one. Be like we have drugs arriving at seven, stripper at eight. Like
2: yeah, and I mean the like I the the bachelor party that I just went to, the groom's sister was there, who was like ten years younger than all of us, and she was so fun and like the most responsible, and (laughs) like was like we were drunker than she ever got the whole time. Um, so, like, it can be fun. It just sounds like maybe your sister-in-law has a little bossy streak, which seems yeah. like maybe...
1: No, I think she... I This is the mother-in-law wants to go on it. I, the sister-in-law...
2: Oh, no. The, the, I'm saying, like, the mother-in-law, no. Can't oh, come yeah. on a weekend like that. But the sister-in-law, yes.
1: Yeah, oh, for sure. Sister-in-laws, you you're almost, like have to invite on the bachelorette party and i feel like if they don't i don't know if they if they know the situation they're getting to into like if all of your friends are crazy and like wild girls and that sister-in-law isn't they just like kindly don't go
2: yeah Um, or they come for like the one night
1: yeah that's always a fun idea too like i've seen bachelorette parties where it's a whole weekend but maybe there's like, you know, pregnant bridesmaids or yeah. mo- bridesmaids that are moms or bridesmaids that just don't want to whole spend a whole weekend partying and they stop by they swing in just for a couple of the meals or like one of the days. Totally. It's not a bad.
2: Yeah. And y- yeah, you shouldn't feel bad about the bachelorette party. That's Yeah. I think you can be selfish about that.
1: For sure. For sure. All right, this last one. Oh,
2: I love this topic.
1: Uh, Yeah, and she was like, do a whole episode on this. And I was like, maybe another time. But for now, it's all right.
2: Name. Let's not push it. Sis. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, she says, hi, Nicole. First of all, cannot tell you how much I love the podcast. I'm early on in my close friend group getting married and listening makes me feel like I have people who get it. Well, thank you. That's what we're here. F- well, that's what we're here for. Anyways, I'm writing in with a question for Q&A, although I think this could be a broader theme for a whole episode since 2022 is the busiest wedding season ever. Please keep this anonymous. We always do. Here's my situation question. I've been engaged for two years and planned my wedding, including sending out save-the-dates shortly after getting engaged. We are finally getting married this September and truly cannot wait. Unfortunately, in the year following, not one but two childhood friends booked their weddings for the weekend before ours. I totally get that aligning friends, family, vendors, and a venue to one date is incredibly hard, especially in the busiest wedding year ever, and I would truly never ask anyone to plan around me. However, I cannot help but be really bummed that these weddings with a large amount of the same guests will overshadow ours. In particular, a lot of these details, town, caterer, and vibe between my wedding and the one of my friends are very similar or the same, and we have about 75 overlapping guests. Unfortunately, both friends did not take a proactive approach to communicating this to me, and I had to find out from mutual friends, which made it feel like they hadn't even considered the ways in which this would impact me and my fiance. I would love your advice on, one, how to handle these weddings. I can't physically be at both, but I feel I should at least attend one of them. On the other hand, my pre-wedding anxiety will only be heightened by attending someone else's wedding, and I am going to have uh, quite a few things on my to-do list that weekend. Two, how to manage the anxiety that comes with this situation and feeling like people are talking about it. We'll compare our weddings. We'll have wedding fatigue after being with similar people at a wedding the weekend prior. At the end of the day, all that matters is marrying my best friend, and I know we will have the most special day, but this is truly taking so much of my mental energy and feeding so much unwanted anxiety, so I would love any advice you can share. Thank you again for truly everything overshadowed Wedding Betch. Lots to discuss.
2: Okay. You can tell that she's the first one in the group getting married because she's so, like, anxious about this, and... Mm -hmm. I think it's a good thing that you're the first in the group because people don't have wedding fatigue yet. Like they're, Mm -hmm. they're young, they're having fun. If anything, I would be way, I would rather have the second weekend than the first because you're headlining baby. Like I would be like going to the wedding and then things that you're like, this didn't work. I have to change this really quick or like. They had this song. I have to change this song. If this is something that, like, matters to you, I feel like, yeah, I, I don't think that they did this on purpose. I would be way more pissed if I was one of the other two who are having a wedding on the same day. <laughs> like, That's true. those two are probably having the most anxiety about each other and i'm sure everyone else is having the same anxiety in your friend group being like do we go to Whitney's or Suzanne's at least we can all make it to Lawrence cuz it's True. not on the same day as anything else i really think that the anxiety should be on the first two and mm-hmm. i also think that it's an easy out if you don't want to go cuz that's a very understandable excuse I that like i'm love getting married next weekend
1: the advice Yes, very true. Yeah. I mean, if if she didn't want to go, she could easily get out of that. I love your advice of kind of like using weddings before yours as a way to pick up things that you can change for your own to to improve your wedding. I'm not saying compare your wedding to other people's, but it's impossible not to do that. I that is such a good idea. You can literally like if you see that they did a weird entrance into the reception and that kind of made the vibe of the reception feel weird, don't do an entrance. Like little things that you you'll get a first up close look if you go to the one one of them the week prior. And then you text your planner quickly or text whoever and be like, Hey, actually scrap that. We're not doing this. We're doing this instead. Make a last minute change because like can it can be
2: even, yeah, like little things like, okay, we don't need 18 mm-hmm. people giving a speech on the wedding day. Like let's tell X, Y, Z they have to do it at the rehearsal dinner. Like things like that. Yeah. Cause it's your
1: advantage. Yeah. Um, totally. And also- it's a whole week.
2: It, you have a whole week in between.
1: Yeah. I mean, I can't, I I will say like would I be a little annoyed as she is for sure. Like you're especially if there is that amount of overlapping guests. I she ha, I mean, she has every right and reason to feel the way she does. Yeah, but
2: it is a different weekend. It's not a, like the same weekend.
1: Right. Uh, but at the same time, when I first read this, I was like, who are these friends that did this because they must not be that close of friends to you because she also,
2: yeah, has been saying childhood friends. She hasn't been saying best or close friends.
1: Yeah, true, true. I mean, she had to find out through other people. It's that's where it's like, like they, they, they you can't really be mad at them because they, you know, they had their weddings when they could. You can be annoyed, yes, but. Take it. Use it to your advantage. If you do feel like you want to go to ones, she said, I can't physically be at both, obviously, but I feel like I should at least attend one of them. Like, if you want to, pick the person that you think is going to be in your life longer in the future, not in the past. Doesn't matter who. I would pick them and go to theirs um, and use it as a learning lesson for your own wedding. Um, yeah. If you don't, you can easily get out of it like chris said
2: yeah i mean and it's wedding season like people are going all the time i think that all the anxiety and uh being annoyed has to kind of fall on covid and now everybody's just has weddings all the time because right like, as that's for it.
1: The wedding fatigue and worrying about your guests here's the thing like you said, it's a whole week after. That is a wild. Guests have a week to recoup from wedding number one. I think that guests, I think we brides worry a lot more about, like, our guest's wedding experience than we should. A hundred percent. I think it's going to be a whole different experience from wedding one to wedding two than you think. Like, I mean, you're celebrating a whole a whole different couple which is you at this second wedding like I think that just makes it non not really as comparable as we think
2: yeah you know, what and I, I think? think as long as you're happy like no people have said this to me about other things not weddings but it applies that like nobody cares about it as much as you do mm-hmm. And, like, you're the only one overthinking every single detail. Most of the people at your wedding are just going to be, like, thrilled that there's a chocolate fondue. Like, right? it's <laughs> no one's going to, yeah, say anything. I've been to, like, all kinds of weddings. Like, okay. small ones in cabins and ballrooms. And I really have, like, had equal fun at at all kinds of weddings.
1: And I think this is... Now more than ever, this wedding boom year where guests have weddings one weekend after the other coming up. I mean, every May, don't even get me started. Now more than ever, when you're planning a wedding, the these are the times to incorporate things into your wedding to make them really unique and special to you as a couple to make it feel so different from everybody else's wedding. So whether that's really, really sweet personalized vows, whether that's having a raw bar at your cocktail hour, because you've always loved the ocean, I don't fucking know. But incorporate all those unique and special details so that your wedding will feel so much like a different experience for both you and your guests amen you know agreed i mean you just can't when it comes down to it like you said marrying your best friend is the most important and that will be that Shall we get into some of our games?
2: Yes, let's do it.
1: Okay, so Chris, you're very lucky to experience the first ever of a brand new segment.
2: Oh my god, it's like I won the lottery. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's your lucky day. Okay, so wedding regrets is our biggest topic ever on the podcast. You guys love it on the Instagram too. So I decided we're going to do a new segment where I bring the most frequent wedding regrets that you guys are submitting. You can also email me with them at com. Um, And we're just going to kind of discuss each one. And if, you know, if my guest has gotten married, we'll see if they regret doing or not doing this at their wedding. If they're unmarried, like sweet Christopher here,
2: then... (laughs) You loved that, huh?
1: Then (laughs) Yes. Um, If they're not married, we will, I mean, we'll just have them say what they if they think they would regret doing this or not like Chris you can tell me based on all of your 85,000 best friends that you've attended and been in their weddings Mm -hmm. um, whether you think this is a regret so the first one number one regret everybody always says they don't save a budget for this towards the end is not having a videographer at their wedding
2: um i don't know that i would regret that because i don't know that i would really watch that back what i do and i listen this is an amazing business idea if anybody takes it from me (laughs) i will sue the shit out of you but i think there should be like a day of social media managers now it's 2022 that you can hire someone that's like amazing at social media to like get like reels and tiktoks and like all of the photos for insta and then i'll obviously have an actual photographer didn't but
1: i think of that
2: <laughs> no i thought of that and told it to you and said i thought it'd be a great idea <laughs> and then okay, you true. took it as your own which <laughs> you love to do
1: <laughs> i remember you told me this okay okay yeah um here's the thing i think i really think there's like at least one agency out there that does that. Cause they emailed the bride's inbox when my wedding was about to happen. And I was like, okay,
2: well oh. listen, I'm not starting the fucking business. I'm just giving an idea about regrets. Okay.
1: <laughs> no, um, I mean, that is really smart though. I love that. Thank
2: you. <laughs> next, next th- regret.
1: Wait, but real quick, are you saying that that could replace a professional videographer? potentially
2: i mean i guess i don't know yeah i guess have a videographer i don't know i'm not married no I as you mentioned mentioned.
1: I i i fully agree the social media content now more than ever for like not everybody like even if you aren't a content creator or like a media person you still want social media stuff on your phone on the iphone 13 which takes fucking amazing footage these days so yes create that shared album have all your of your friends dumping content to it from the wedding but
2: yeah i take back what i said you're right i think having a videographer i would regret not having one
1: i will say i mean i watch my wedding video every day every morning i'm not kidding like while i'm in the bathroom
2: we have to talk about that.
1: <laughs> it's such. And she gave us hours and hours of raw footage. Mike and I still have to sit down and have a date night where we watch it. But we I'm haven't. sure he
2: can't wait. <laughs>
1: <laughs> he keeps like putting it off, honestly.
2: Oh, no, fuck? you don't say. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, but we, um, I mean, I'm, I'm so excited to watch it. And our, we're both obsessed with the wedding video. I would have cried if I didn't. And my best friend, Brooke, already regrets that she didn't have one. So,
2: yeah. And I think, like, if you have kids and stuff to show them someday, Mm -hmm. is cool.
1: I mean, I'm going to be showing everyone. Okay. The next one. Not eating because... So, this person regrets not eating because they were too busy. And then I also included not eating the late night snack because not eating is a f- trend of brides at their own Oh wedding. yeah.
2: I went to Elise's wedding who I think was on this podcast as well mm. and her and her husband like had the their plates of food taken basically like to the bridal suite and like ate before they came out so they Mm -hmm. like ate quick right after and i think that's what you yeah i think eat for sustenance really on your wedding day i'd be like too nervous to be like sitting down and enjoying like yeah you know um
1: our planner sarah reynolds shout out she was great she brought us food to the bridal suite before we entered into the reception similar to elise and then she kind of, like, helped deflect people during the reception so we could eat some of our dinner. But, I mean, this is, uh, the wedding goes by so fast. I see why people are saying that they were too busy. I think you need to do, uh, you brides who haven't gotten married, learn from this from the steak And just do two things. One, delegate. Like, Like gets that deflector, whether it's your maid of honor, planner, whoever, get that plate of food, all the cocktail hour apps, all the, you know, your entree put aside for you. Um, Get the caterer to put a plate in the fridge so you can have it late night after everybody, after everyone's gone, you and your new partner can, or your new spouse can eat it late night. So put aside a plate of food for sure. Um, delegate the maid of honor or planner or somebody to like deflect while you're trying to eat dinner and yeah. guard you like a you'll probably guard. be
2: too drunk at the end of the night anyway, and wake up with like a plate of late night snack food next to you. That's what happens exactly. to me at like nine out of 10 weddings. I go to
1: exactly. But also if you did, if you, if this is a wedding regret of yours, I thought of a great idea to, I'm going to do this with Mike on our anniversary. I'm going to either get our caterer to make the same food and go there and buy it from them. Or we can just recreate all the same food that we missed. So the crab cakes, the oysters, all the different apps and food that we didn't get to eat because we were so busy as well. That's what you can do. Oh, that's so
2: romantic. I did eat a shit ton of crab cakes at your wedding. (laughs)
1: <laughs> Aren't they so?
2: <laughs> I love the a big crab Maryland,
1: <laughs> big Maryland thing. At least you got to eat them because I—I oh, I
2: sure did. Thanks for that, bitch.
1: <laughs> so yeah, you could do that as a little anniversary date, just like reenact the food. If you did miss it, That's okay. So romantic.
2: Look I know. You.
1: I'm, you know, they call me modern day Juliet. Um, okay. The last regret trying to okay this person regrets trying to be a good host rather than focusing on their significant other on the wedding day
2: I mean I don't think anybody I don't think any bride is like oh I'm so glad that I didn't focus on you at the wedding <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I had true. the best time hosting <laughs> um, like I think that's obviously would be a regret of every bride and groom yeah.
1: I just but think, it happens like,
2: obviously not on purpose
1: It's so easy to do this, like to snap into host mode. Like when Mike and I have people over to our apartment, we might as well say goodbye to each other for the next four hours. Because we both, I'm in the kitchen. I never sit. As you know, I can't like sit still. I'm in the kitchen scrubbing things, cleaning, whatever. Mike's doing drinks, food. We are like two Workers who don't like. I don't know. I've never been other. invited
2: to a dinner party at your home.
1: <laughs> That's gonna change soon.
2: But <laughs> when,
1: when you come back to the city and are done in wherever upstate, okay?
2: I'm home for the week, okay? Um, <laughs> you act like I'm gone forever, but I think but yeah. that having a, a wedding planner, like I, at your wedding, I noticed your wedding planner was really like doing a lot to like keep people doing what was supposed to be being done and i think that's really? what you need
1: yeah yeah i mean that's the thing like that's why you you hire if you have the budget you find a budget for a day of coordinator at least and you trust your vendors so that you can enjoy it i think you it's a fine balance between being a good host but also enjoying each other and you can do it all yeah um just don't let go of each other. Mike and I did a really good job of that. Like we were always together. I wouldn't even let him go to the bar to get a drink without me because I knew he'd get lo- he'd get s- picked out of the crowd and stolen away from me. Um so literally like if if one of you wants a drink, either go yeah, together. You could even
2: put like a tracking device on his um- <laughs> tuxedo,
1: <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Under the shoe, the tracking device fits really well.
2: Uh, <laughs> you know,
1: embed it into his, the back of his neck, honestly.
2: I um, mean, yeah, girl, you got to keep what's <laughs> yours, honey.
1: <laughs> Very true. But yeah, I mean, you just don't want to look back and be like, oh, I'm glad I was hosting Uncle Jeff, but I forget. Spending time I forgot to spend time yeah. with Mike. So, um
2: yeah. Totally. I mean, and I, I feel talk. like when I go to a wedding, I always make it a point like I'm like, okay, I have to like go say hi to the bride and stuff. And then once I do that, I'm like, okay, like I said hi. It's mm-hmm. like like I'm not you know what I mean? Like they're right. there for two hundred people, so
1: Right. Well, and that's something too. As a guest, that's a really good mindset. It's like don't expect the couple to be talking to you for the full four-hour reception. Like they, they might normally always spend time with you and be your best friend, and but not at their wedding. Like they have so many people.
2: Yeah, all of their best friends from all of their like areas of life are there. So. So true.
1: So true. Okay, with the couple minutes we have left, let's get into our favorite game, Unpopular Opinions. You know how to play. You agree or disagree, and why. Matching bridesmaids' dresses are slowly not becoming a thing anymore.
2: Yeah, I agree that I feel like I've seen an uptick of different dresses. I like it. I
1: I agree, which is crazy because in... 2017 my sister's wedding we all wore the same exact bridesmaid's dress same color everything and it was felt very normal it was like oh yeah totally wear the same dress but nowadays it's like you're the outlier if you do that but yeah to each their own 83 percent of our audience agreed that they are slowly not becoming a thing
2: yeah that um, makes sense. I'm like into the vibe of a different I like cohesion obviously, but not Yeah.
1: My one of my best friends in September, she's actually gonna kill me for telling everybody this because it's kinda unique, but whatever. Sorry, Madeline. Roaster <laughs> Well, because, okay, we're all doing different shades of blue and different patterns with blue incorporated. So like my dress, I have to try it on still. I ordered, it was a great excuse for me to order an expensive Reformation dress that I've been wanting. I've always wanted a Reformation dress. And now I finally get to order one that I'll wear for my friend's wedding and I'll wear beyond the wedding too. Like I'm going to wear this dress literally every weekend. Um. Mm but we're do it's like blue and white floral and it all it's like a mismatched blue look with everybody's
2: so. i like that
1: yeah i'm pumped um okay this next opinion is rustic decor is out
2: so i mean i guess maybe that could be your opinion in my i love a rustic decor it's like my vibe um I see here 61% of the audience agreed that it is out, which is interesting because 83% agreed that matching dresses are out. So we're kind of hitting both ends of the spectrum here. Um, because in my opinion, wearing like floral print bridesmaid's dresses, not a fancy wedding make. Like that's a rustic mm-hmm. vibe to me.
1: I. What think, do you think? No, I so see what you're saying when i hear the word rustic when it comes to weddings i picture like farmhouse style almost like barn wedding with a tree stump as your centerpiece with like flowers on top like very so
2: i agree but i think like i love a rustic wedding uh, that's very uh Upscaled. like I love, like, a a barn wedding, but with, like, Mm -hmm. twinkle lights everywhere, beautiful centerpieces, like, the whole nine yards. But technically rustic still.
1: I have to agree. I mean, I love a barn wedding, and I think you can make them really nice. I would almost, like, if I were trying to do a rustic vibe, I would tell my vendors modern rustic so that they know I don't mean like mason jars everywhere nothing against mason jars everywhere if you have that great just my personal that is a
2: little out I'll say that (laughs) like like mason jars with twinkle lights in it and saying they're fireflies (laughs) yes and they're done that got the t-shirt okay
1: (laughs) yeah yeah I mean yeah I rustic I it, we could get all into this with a wedding designer at some point, but like I, I think rustic means different things to everybody. Yeah, but I don't. know. Also, I no
2: offense it's- if you did that with the mason jars, because like I actually do think it's cute and it looks nice. Um, it's just I've seen it, but <laughs> exactly. I can't even find someone to fucking propose to me. So you're better <laughs> than I am.
1: True. Um. Yeah. True, I don't she know. says. <laughs> fact um okay rustic decor is out i don't know i don't know what to say but i guess i agree but just tell people modern rustic i feel like putting the word modern before anything helps like upscale it
2: yeah i also like don't believe in like having to say like you know i but i am also i think very i'll wear flannel and then fucking a lime green purse, you know? So I'm not the one to ask. And the
1: thing is, if that's what the couple is vibe, if that's the couple's vibe, like everybody wear flannels and lime green. I don't fucking know.
2: Nicole's like, if they're all tasteless, (laughs) then by all means,
1: (laughs) then by all means, let them rock with it. I think whatever decor you're doing, as long as you own it and you're like proud of it, then it's beautiful.
2: Yeah. It's literally whatever makes you happy. Like, People get married at Disney World.
1: True. 61% of our audience says rustic decor is out. They're tough critics. I okay. mean. The last one. Cocktail hour receptions are fire emoji, which I'm assuming means lit.
2: I don't I really understand what that even means. Like, they're fun. Like, lit well, it to me is like, it's a party.
1: Yeah, like hot, fun. I hope so Cocktail hour receptions Do you know what that is
2: Yeah it's like where it's uh, the whole thing Right where they don't have like food
1: It's they have Food but it's not a formal Like sit down dinner reception It's just like Cocktail hour for the entire night With a dance floor
2: That's what I said I knew what it was Thank (laughs) you very much Um, I've been to weddings like that actually Uh, yeah, they're lit because everybody gets fucking wasted because there's no food. (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't suggest it. You need to have some food there because the whole time. Yeah, I was like, I need a dinner.
1: There's food like cocktail or apps, but not a physical dinner.
2: Yeah, but I'm like, everyone, you can't have an open bar and only like little tiny tomato basil matz things. You're going to have your cousin puking in the garden like, yeah. (laughs) you gotta give people some carbs
1: I've been to one wedding where it was a backyard wedding super low key no formal sit down dinner Um, they had like apps and stuff but they did put out like a buffet like make your own pasta thing which was really cool oh I Um, like that yeah so we had like substantial food in the form of a buffet but technically I think it was a cocktail hour reception because it was just formal. Like there were there were tables that you could sit at and put your stuff at, but no formal seating, no sit down like moment where all guests had to sit. And it was so much fun. It was it was honestly so much fun and we we did get to eat. Although I yeah. was feeling weird that night, so I drank a lot of tea. Anyhow.
2: Anyhow.
1: 81% of people agree cocktail hour receptions are fire emoji. So, I mean, well, Chris, (laughs) thank you so much for coming on. We'll have to have you back on one day when you do get married.
2: Shut up! (laughs) I know that we're both thinking that podcasts will be an outdated form by the time I get married.
1: (laughs) There will be like some whole new form of media. (laughs) It'll be like next life virtual podcasts where like holograms of us pop up and people (laughs) see I hate you right. well thank you all Um, as always rate, review, subscribe if you love the podcast keep emailing us your thoughts I want all of us to kind of produce this show together because let me tell you I need help Um, so like literally send all of your ideas to brides at betches.com DM us, Chris where can everybody find you?
2: At Fat Carry Bradshaw on Insta or Fat Carry B Shaw on Twitter. So just go to the Insta.
1: Yes, and you have a new fun podcast with Oh yeah, and of course.
2: Um, yeah, you can listen to my podcast. We have the receipts wherever you listen to podcasts, which is like all about Netflix reality shows um, and middle children. And I have a bunch. Just look me up on on <laughs> podcasts wherever you get them.
1: Honestly do it all it's a great distraction from wedding planning which we all need all right love you and um till death
2: do us part
1: the
0: betches brides podcast is produced by nicole pellegrino sean kilby and jorge morales pico editing by jorge morales pico guest booking by nicole pellegrino be sure to follow us at betches brides and send us your emails to brides at betches.com Batches.